Welcome back to yet another episode of That's My Jam Stack, the podcast where we ask the ever-important question, what is your jam in the jam stack? I'm your host, Brian Robinson, and this week we have the amazing Facundo Giuliani. Facundo is a developer relations engineer at Storyblock and an avid presenter and author about all things Jamstack. All right, Facundo. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you. Thank you very much for the invitation and the opportunity. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for work and what do you do for fun? Cool. So, uh, well, I started working as a developer when I was 18 while I was studying at, at college um, because I, I finished the high school on, on a school that um, had a career that was like programming oriented, let's say. So I, I, I learned how to, to program during the high school. I started to, to work with old programming languages that uh, people do, uh, don't know what they are about, like <laughs> Visual Basic 6 or, or those things that are like, I mean, I talk to people that is 20 years old and, and they look at me like, what are you talking about, right? <laughs> but, yep. uh, Luckily, so, I at least dabbled in those super early on. So I'm with you. It's no. fine. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, I started working with Visual Basic Seeds. After that, um, while I was studying, I was also working as a developer. It, it was like almost... Uh, 14, 14 years probably that I worked as a developer. And during the, the last couple of years, uh, after working on, on different companies, on different uh, positions, but all of them mainly related to, to the development, uh, like full stack, backend, and et cetera, I, I started to, to be more involved with the community, started to generate content to share, started to, to talk to other people and, and meet other people. And I really enjoyed Doing uh, doing that, I did that during my free time. Uh, during these last couple of years, like after work, I, I started to generate content, engage with the community, um, like being involved in ambassadors program in in different organizations and and companies, and this opened a new door for me because I started to learn about developer relations, developer advocacy, developer experience some terms that probably I've read in the past, but I didn't know what they were about. And, and I started to, to get interested on, on that. Like, I, I mean, I felt like I was enjoying more the, the, the fact of generating content or sharing content with the community or communicating with the community. I, I really like to talk <laughs> to, to all the people and, and I enjoy talking and I felt like I was enjoying more uh, doing that instead of doing my uh, daily job of developer, let's say. I, I mean, it's not that I don't like to, to develop, but I was enjoying more generating content, sharing content to, with the community, engaging with other people. And well, I, I took like the, this, I, I made the decision. I, I started to read about developer relations and etc. I saw this opportunity on Storyblock that they were looking for a developer relations engineer. I applied for the for the job and, and I was selected. Uh, I, I mean, I had a portfolio because in the past I presented some talks uh, at events, at conferences. I had some articles that I wrote uh, before applying for the for the job, working with different technologies and etc. 
So that was my my presentation letter, let's say. <laughs> and well, I, I had the the chance to to apply and to be and to be accepted for the position, let's say. And since June. I'm working as a developer relations engineer at Storyblock, my first developer relations position and experience, and I'm really enjoying it. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. So uh, so you're a, a developer relations engineer at, at Storyblock, so you're, you're doing all that kind of content creation, education, talking with the community there. Are you still doing that in your spare time, or are you actually able to like branch out and do other things now that you don't have to do that. Uh, you get to do that in your day job. Well, that's a good point because, I mean, I, I did it probably, I'm doing it, but um, just a little bit, like not so much because the, the cool part about uh, being a developer relations engineer is that I found out that it was possible to do what I wanted to do or what I was enjoying uh, while doing it uh, on my on, on, on working time, right? I mean, during the day, and instead of using my free time to to generate the content and to do that, probably use my free time to to set my mind free, right? That I, I mean, I'm not complaining because I really enjoy doing that, and and I enjoyed that at that moment when I was doing it after work. But um, I, I felt like it, it was it was cool to to enter to a company and start doing this during. I mean. Like my the tasks that I'm doing in my position are related to that, so I can use my free time on that on other things. So I I enjoy doing that, but um, yeah, I'm trying to to take the free time for other projects, probably not related to to developer relations or engaging with the community, and probably not even related to programming, developer or technology <laughs> at all. So what? What, what's your favorite thing to spend time on outside of development? Well, uh, I really like, I mean, I, I was, I'm spending more time outside. I moved to a house. I was living in an apartment and I have a house with a backyard. So I'm trying to spend time there or, I don't know, walking around the, the neighborhood. I live in Buenos Aires, Argentina, in the suburbs of the city, not in the city center. And the place where I live is like a, a calm neighborhood with a lot of trees and etc. So like when I... When I finish my 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 day after working, I, I like to go and walk around the, the neighborhood and etc. But also talking with friends, other other projects like personal projects related to, to other stuff, playing playing sports with friends. Um, I, I'm trying to do several activities uh, like to to get out of my house. I mean, I enjoy being at my house with, with the new backyard, backyard and etc. But I also enjoy seeing other people, spending time with other people. And these last couple of years were like we, we spent a lot of time inside our houses. Mm. So um, spending time like, I don't know, keep uh, grabbing some fresh air and talking to other people is something that I enjoy doing and I try to do uh, as possible. Awesome. I think that's something that we all need a, a little bit more of, especially in, like I said, in the past couple of years. Awesome. Yes, so, yes. <laughs> so moving on to talk about the Jamstack a little bit. Um, you have a, a history in kind of full stack development, backend development. What was your entry point into the Jamstack and static sites and that sort of thing? Cool. So, well, in my previous job, I mean, my last job uh, before being a developer relations engineer, I was working mostly as a backend developer. I was working with uh, Microsoft technologies like ASP.NET, uh, .NET Core, and etc. But I, I mean, I felt like I was 
missing the, the, the opportunity of learning about probably newer products uh, or, or different products, let's say, related to the front end. And when I started to read about the static site generators, the headless CMSs that, I mean, for the products that we did in my previous job, I was not able to apply these technologies on, on them. So I was like not super aware of all this new approach of creating static sites. And, and I started to read about the Jamstack, different articles, uh, watching different uh, talks at, at events, at conferences, and etc. And I started to, to learn about that and, and to learn about the approach. I really enjoyed that because uh, at, at a certain point, as I said, I, I, I mean, I'm working as a developer for uh, since I was 18, but before that, I was creating websites at, at home when I was even younger with, pro with products that, again, they don't exist anymore, like Microsoft Front Page or yep. uh, Micromedia Dreamweaver. And what you did in the past with Microsoft Front Page was like creating your own website. And when I was a, I mean, when I was a teenager or probably even uh, younger, I really enjoyed doing that because at that time, internet was not what it is now, right? I mean, at the beginnings mm -hmm. of, of this, uh, of the 2000 years or, or, the, or, the, or the end of the 90s, probably, internet was like the super new things. And, and being able to create your own web page was like, man, this is NASA technology, right? So I tried to create like websites related to anything, related to uh my friends related to a certain uh, football club or related to, I don't know, my different interested, uh, interests that I, I had in that moment. And, and what I was doing at that moment were static sites. I, I mean, they had movement, mm -hmm. they had uh, awful MIDI sounds in the background because <laughs> that was, so, yeah, I mean, that was like any, any site at that moment had sound. So th that is mm -hmm. terrible. I, I think now about that and it's like, man, why do you need to, to listen to music while browsing a web page was terrible, but well. It's, it's what we did. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I enjoyed doing that, but the, the thing is that they had dynamism, let's say, or, or movement or etc. but they were static. So why, when, when I started to read about the, the new approach of having static websites, I felt like, I mean, the 90s are back. We are again doing the same that what I did was when I was a young teenager or probably pre-teenager, I don't know how is it called the concept when you are 12 years old or 13 yeah. years old probably. <laughs> but um, I mean, I started to, to feel... Uh, to, to feel like excited with this concept. And I started to read about different static site generators like Next.js, Gatsby. Um, I, I, I started to, to read about React, probably get more involved with React and etc. And on the other hand, all the concepts that you have available to generate the content at build time um, ahead of the, the people visiting your website. I, I mean, the process of generating static assets, but not manually, right? Not using Microsoft front page like we did at that time. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I felt that that was super fun because using new technologies, you were able to do something that probably um, reminded me to what, what I used to do when I started creating web pages. So I think that that was the first step that I took uh, to, to enter to the Jamstack world, let's say. I, I like that concept of like 
this is kind of how we did things in the late 90s. And now we do it, we have a similar output, but it's so much easier too. Like it just, yes. I'm not I'm not writing and copying and pasting 15 different HTML pages. I just, it generates for me. And it's an amazing feeling to kind of see that come out. Yeah, exactly. And, and not only that, I mean, when you are using a static site generator, when you like start a new project with the boilerplate that they offer you, you have a site up and running and you run just like three commands in the console or probably less. And and, and that's, oh, I mean, that's awesome for me. The web development is evolving in like in all directions to make the work easier for the developers and, and to have the products up and running as fast as possible. And that's something that for me, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, and let's just try a whole bunch of stuff and like work closely, you know, with clients and with stakeholders and all that to to like realize what they're looking for, and then we can make it better. Like we can do something simple and then add to it and add to it and add to it. I think that's a really powerful uh, pattern that we get to have. Yes, yes, I agree. I, I mean, a, a lot of technologies appear during the last years and being able to use these technologies, but also offering a great experience to the final users or the content editors. It's something pretty, pretty cool. I mean, I, I see that all the pieces are um, like joining to offer a good experience, not only to the developers, but also to the people that is using your products and visiting the, the websites that you create, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Th- theoretically, if we can do things easier and simpler, we can pass on a whole bunch of, of really positive things uh, to those end users. Yes, yes, I agree. Totally agree. So uh, so you're at Storyblock now. Um, so how are you using, I mean, Storyblock is a headless CMS, so it's a very Jamstack kind of company. Yes. <laughs> how are you using Jamstack philosophies in kind of your day-to-day at Storyblock? So what we, what we try to offer to the... Um, to the customers, to the users, is that having a headless CMS is a way of generating faster websites using cool technologies and and, and cool frameworks probably, but also offering a good experience not only to the end user, but also to the content editors. The Jamstack, we see that we have a lot of products available to create static sites or offer great experiences and, and having like sites up, I mean, up and running that are working great. But the thing is, what happens when we need to generate the content that is going to be exposed in our static sites, right? So Storyblock has this uh, real-time visual editor, which I think it's probably the the best feature that Storyblock is offering because Mm -hmm. there there is this bridge that connects the, the admin panel that, Storyblock offers to generate the content with the front end of your application. And well, you can use it with environments that are already deployed, like your testing environment or staging or production. But you can also connect that to your local host and using like the preview mode of the different static site generators, you can also offer an experience to the content editors to see how the content is going to look like before it's deployed or uh, published. So in in that case, connecting the Storyblock application or the Storyblock admin panel to um, the front end of your application using the Storyblock bridge, you are offering the possibility of creating an experience very similar to a page builder, but not being tied 
to the styles or the components or the structure that the page builder probably fits or, or probably sets for the developers that are going to use it. So you are able to create the front end and, and, and the code and the logic that you prefer for your application, connecting to a headless CMS that is allowing the users to see that page and to like create a, a, an experience very similar to editing that page on the flight and see how the content is going to look like. So mm -hmm. I think that we are uh, focused on, on different technologies, frameworks, and, and, and tools. Probably I will I work more with Next.js and React. And what we try to do is to get advantage of the static site generation process of these frameworks to generate static assets, but also work with the preview mode of these frameworks to connect to the headless CMS and offer the content editor the possibility of exactly creating the content and seeing the content that is going to be published when the build process run and generate the static assets. Exactly. And, and that build process sometimes can be a minute or two. And so like if, if you're trying to iterate on content and you're having to save, wait for the build, preview, and then preview it live, like it's not a preview anymore, it's just a view, uh, that can really slow you down. And, oh no, I wrote one word too long and it's going to break onto a line at these screen sizes. And like, no, just use the preview mode, use that visual editor to make sure it's exactly what you want it to be. It's kind of, it's a best of both worlds kind of solution, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And not only that, I mean, talking about Next.js in particular, the, the framework offers uh, cool features like incremental static regeneration where you don't really need to generate the, the um, run a build process for the complete site to generate probably only one page or to apply the changes to only one page in your website. We can discuss about if using incremental static regeneration is really Jamstack or not because <laughs> you are breaking the atomic bill and et cetera. But I mean, sure. you have the possibilities there. Yeah. You, you, you can use it or, or not, take it or leave it. I, I actually like that, that like thought process of, I might not be Jamstack anymore, but it, I mean, at the core, even though you lose the atomic deploy, you're still hosting the majority of it from the CDN. It's still ma the majority of it is still pre-built HTML, and you're just updating pieces. It's it's a rehydration thing, which I I would say arguably is still plenty within the idea of the Jamstack. I think it's it's a big umbrella. We can fit everyone underneath it. I think. Yeah, totally. I, in fact, I, I think that well, probably. Uh, the, the concept of the Jamstack was originated by JavaScript APIs and markup. But the thing is, I, I feel like the idea is always trying to generate the more static content that we can as possible at, at build time and not, I mean, not having dynamic content to be generated whenever a user visits our website, right? Why, we, why will we generate content that will be the same for probably all the users that will visit our web application or a lot of them, if we can do mm -hmm. that ahead on, of time and offering a better and faster experience to, to the user, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and then like just augmenting. Augmenting is, is always the best way to go. Adding little bits of extras for, uh, for when you have the ability to do it. And it matters. Like what, what, what pieces of content actually have to be dynamic? And let's make sure those are dynamic and keep everything else quick and secure, you know, as, as static as possible. Exactly, exactly. Nice. So we've talked about Storyblock, we've talked about Next.js, we've talked a little bit about uh, incremental static regeneration and whether or not that's Jamstack or not. What would you say is kind of your jam in the Jamstack? What's your favorite um, 
product, maybe story block or, or framework or philosophy? What makes you love the Jamstack? So, um, well, before joining Storyblock, I was a user of Storyblock. I've used Storyblock and other headless CMSs. So, I, I mean, probably I'm biased and, and my opinion <laughs> sure. now is <laughs> like, uh, but I, I really think that Storyblock is a great product to generate content. Probably, I, I mean, we as developers are used to work with uh, things that are not super, how to say that, friendly for the user, <laughs> or, or we're yep. used to work with code and etc. But having the possibility of giving the people that is not super full into the, the, the technology, the possibility of creating the, the content and, and exposing the, the content that they want to share, I think it's very, very cool. And having a visual editor to do that, I think it's pretty cool too. So uh, I think that the story look is very, very good. Um, I'm kind of like, I, I use NetJS a lot and, and I feel like, when the, the the new versions that they released, I mean, version after version, I see that they create really cool things. So I, I would say that I really enjoy using NetJS with, with NetJS 12 and all the announcement that they did was like the possibilities that are appearing with these new features and with these new products. It's really, really cool. I mean, enjoying like the edge functions or, or the support mm-hmm. for uh, React. 18 with the uh, React server components, uh, different features like I, I think that are opening new doors or new windows for other possibilities to, again, w- what I think, I mean, what I think it's it's important from the Jamstack that is offering not only a good developer experience, which they are with the product, but also offering a great experience to the final user. So if I can offer a website that is working faster and better for the final user, I'm getting the advantages. So uh, I would take it. Yeah. And the great thing on like Next, and, and again, like the re- this, the big surge of Next.js in the past year and a half, two years, they're, they're bringing so many new things to the table. I mean, Next Next 12 is great, but we've talked about ISR, like that was pioneered in Next. And yeah. like all these different patterns that are coming out are are coming from the the next open source team, the Purcell team, the community all around that. I think it's it's moving the ecosystem at a much faster pace than it did uh, previously. And I, I love to see that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I totally agree. Uh, I mean, the, the opportunities that are appearing and yes, uh, as you said, like uh, a starting point or, or a pioneer point of saying, hey, why don't we take a look at this possibility and and discussing it and offering that to the developers. Yeah. And I think it's it's also interesting, you know, we talked about ISR maybe not being Jamstack. And I think the cool thing with Next is that Next doesn't care. Like they they look at it and they say, well, you can be completely Jamstack and just use, you know, static props and all that good stuff and render HTML and and send that down through the CDN, but you can use these other things too. And whether or not that's Jamstack, it's still a nice website and it's still like meeting all the user needs. So let's not even talk about it. Let's just have these features built in. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. I mean, I love the Jamstack. I like the the approach. I enjoyed using it. Sometimes we have to think what's better for the users and for the developers and probably not stick uh, too, too much to the theory like, oh, I'm moving from the Jamstack like, one, oh, no. I was going to say millimeter, but if the United <laughs> States people is listening to me, they probably won't get what measure unit I'm using. But what, what I mean is that 
probably moving from the borders of the Jamstack or, or, or the bounds of the Jamstack mm. is not that bad. I mean, the, the final idea or the final goal is to offer a great experience, not only to the final user, but also to the developer. So you, you have to think about that. Make, make a, a good app or a good website with the best developer experience possible. Exactly. All right. Well, let's let's do a kind of a hard pivot here and uh, ask maybe the toughest question on the show, which is, what's your actual jam right now? What what are you listening to? What musician or album is really getting you going right now? I I, I mean, I really enjoy listening to music. I'm listening to music all the time. Uh, like what what I found out lately was that if I listen to music that they have like a singer and they are singing a lyric, I can't focus on the work that I'm doing. I, I don't know if that happened to me in the last time or, or, or not. I, I really don't understand because I really enjoy listening to music and I listen a lot of music uh, of different uh, genres or of different types and etc. So while I was working or probably probably because with this developer relations engineer position, I need to focus more on writing or, or mm. I don't know, speaking or generating content. I'm probably not doing some automatic thing, things, let's say. Um, I need to focus more on the work and not, uh, not too much on the, on the lyrics that I'm listening to. So what I, what I was listening this last time was probably more uh, like lo-fi set list mm. in the background. I, I live lo-fi music and I enjoy listening to that while I'm working. But I also was uh, listening to The Meters, which is a, a band from, I, I don't know if they are from New Orleans. I really don't remember. Mm. But they did in the, in the 70s um, music like, it, it was, it, it is funk music, but without singing or at least, not uh, all of the of the songs uh, have have lyrics. I mean, the most of them are music only, and I enjoy that because they have this groove and and this kind of music that I really like. And with the headphones, with the with the boost of of, of the bass, there it's like a, it's a good experience while working. So I, I'm really enjoying that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I totally like lo-fi is definitely something that I that I usually have on in the background while I'm doing some writing or, or working through a hard code problem. So I get that. And I hadn't heard the beaters, which is surprising. So I'm going to check them out. And uh, I could I could use some funk in, in my ears as well. Yeah, sure, sure. All right. So uh, anything that you are doing that you would like to promote out to the Jamstack community as a whole? No, I encourage the people to, if they didn't uh, try the Jamstack to to take the step and, and to see, I mean, probably it's a good experience and it's very fun. I enjoy doing that. So I recommend that. But if, um, if any person wants to talk about the Jamstack front-end development or anything, uh, they will find me around Twitter. I'm, uh, well, I'm Facundo Giuliani. My, my Twitter handle is Facundo Surdo with, uh, so you can talk to me and we can discuss about the topic that, that you prefer. Um, I, I'm constantly like presenting talks at events, at, at conferences. Well, um, I mean, all of them virtual now, but, but I, I will, I have the hope that I will be in person, in an in-person uh, probably local meetup or conference uh, soon, so we can probably meet in person in any country soon with the <laughs> with the people. But yeah, I mean, if if you go to to Twitter and and you talk to me, you will see uh, I have my personal website where I announce the, the the events where I will be part of and I will be speaking. Amazing. 
All right, Facundo. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. And I hope you keep doing amazing things at Storyblock and beyond. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation again. <laughs> we'll see you around. Thanks again to our guest, and thanks to everyone out there listening to each new episode. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave a review, rating, star heart, favorite, whatever it is in your podcast app of choice. Until next time, keep doing amazing things on the web. And remember, keep things jammy.